This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering, I love this title, Mmm, European Cookies. We're going to explore tracking requirements, and joining us for that conversation is the super smart uh, Benedict Demberine. Benedict, did I say that correct? Yeah, that works. Thanks, David. All right, close enough. Thank you. With a last name like Vogelpohl, I try to do my best to do <laughs> the pronunciations as accurate as possible. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. And so basically what we're going to cover today is uh, to understand Benedict's um, kind of thoughts and around the use of cookies really in an ever-changing and complex global landscape of regulations and rules and restrictions and really to help paint a picture so you can understand and get your head around um, what are your requirements, what do you need to look out for, and how can you take that into consideration um, as you build new websites and update your current ones? I do want to start the episode, though, with a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, I certainly am not uh, an expert at uh, things like regulatory compliance. Certainly, you're not getting legal advice on this show. Um, really, just understanding um, from the high level, what are the kind of things in play, what do you need to pay attention to, but I would personally want to encourage you to go back to your legal counsel and ask their advice to make sure you're in line with the law. Benedict, does that sound like a good idea to you? Yeah, thanks so much, David. As, a, as an attorney myself, I do appreciate that disclaimer. It's important. Okay, awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. So that's my little disclaimer, but now let's get into the fun stuff, which is actually the content. 
So, uh, Benedict, I was hoping you could start out by telling me a little bit about OneTrust, the company you represent. Yeah, of course. Thanks, David. And uh, and we'll make sure to to not get into too much details of the requirements, understanding that uh, the audience is not necessarily familiar with all that, but um, to give still uh, some high-level and, and useful uh, takeaways. Um, so, I, I work for OneTrust, as you just mentioned. Uh, OneTrust is a company that developed and offers a privacy management software uh, to help companies in general comply with uh, the various privacy regulations that they're subject to around the world. So uh, the software itself is organized in different modules and each of these modules kind of supports compliance with uh, specific requirements that are usually recurrent in privacy regulations regardless of, of the jurisdiction. You have things like uh, you know, vendor management or uh, managing those individuals' rights that people are given now uh, more and more in those, in those privacy regulations. Um, so the company started originally with uh, a focus on, on supporting um, companies' compliance with the GDPR. Uh, and GDPR is the main regulation that governs the processing of personal data in Europe. I was passed in 2016, but came into force in May of last year. Um, and, and that regulation at the time was, was kind of a huge storm for businesses around the world um, because, uh, well, for starters, it has very unprecedented levels of fines. Uh, and that, of course, you know, gets people's attention and people to, to care about it and, and seriously looking into, well, now, what do I have to do with, with, it, with this piece of legislation? Uh, and, and why it was kind of a very impactful as well is, uh, is that the GDPR is kind of a scope of application that goes beyond uh, the European Union and basically affects any companies that does business uh, in Europe. Um, so the regulation itself had you know, lots of very specific requirements and that left companies around the world with the need for some tools uh, to kind of support their, their efforts in this respect. So um, after GDPR, many countries have used kind of this momentum to, to pass uh, or are in the process of passing other privacy regulations that are similar to GDPR. Uh, California is a good example. Um, they just passed the California Consumer Privacy Act in, in June of last year. Um, so we at the company kind of follow all those developments very closely to make sure that the software is updated appropriately uh, to respond kind of to this global trend uh, that's occurring and, and forcing companies to, to juggle all those privacy regulations and requirements. Uh, so we have a team that's focused on, on privacy and this research and that works closely with the product team to make sure that the software can support um, kind of any privacy re regulation um, in the world. And last year, because speaking of cookies, uh, as you mentioned in your, in your introduction, uh, we launched uh, Cookie Pro. Uh, and Cookie Pro is, um, is a tool for companies, simple way to comply with the cookie requirements. Uh, so it enables businesses to scan their websites to kind of identify which cookies and tracking technologies are present. Uh, categorize those cookies and, and easily create appropriate consent notices, uh, you know, which the so-called kind of cookie banners and the cookie preference centers that uh, you see on websites uh, generally. That's cool. And it's interesting to hear um, just all the complexity about how people need to keep up with what goes on globally from a regulatory perspective. And I remember when GDPR came out, so many people just like went yeah. into a panic to get their stuff updated. And I lovingly called it the gosh darn privacy regulations um, because of how much you know um, kind of turmoil they caused um, and so in particular of course with with the WordPress community I mean, WordPress is a third of the web so you mentioned a little bit about one trust what what you guys do 
uh, a little bit about your cookie product, but I'm just curious, like what is your personal WordPress origin story, Benedict? What was the first time you got uh, onto WordPress? So I will speak more uh, uh, for, for the company itself. Uh, we, we developed a plugin for, for WordPress, so called that Cookie Pro plugin, uh, and that allows any website kind of owner using WordPress to insert a, a script to the website to generate a cookie banner or cookie preference center. Uh, so it's super easy. You just need to kind of copy paste the main script tag that's provided in the Cookie Pro account into the plugin script box. Uh, and there's no need to edit the website code. So cookies are kind of key part of website developments for most website publishers. Uh, and as I kind of briefly touched on, they're uh, subject to strict requirements, at least for EU visitors. Uh, so that Cookie Pro plugin is an easy way to understand kind of what kind of cookies are on your website and manage them in a way that uh, will make you comply with the regulations that you may be subject to. So that's uh, a great segue, actually, if I could uh, kind of ask another question here. But I mean, I, I think this is really interesting because obviously you all have invested a lot of time and technology into helping to solve this for people. But I'm just curious, how are companies generally managing the increase in privacy regulations? Are they all just like haphazardly figuring it out? Are there a few providers that provide tech or services that make it easy? Like, how, how do you see the landscape evolving as people deal with this global complexity? of regulations? Uh, that's an excellent question, David. Thanks. Um, and as you, so, so as you just said, there, there is more and more privacy regulations and, uh, you know, because of the, um, I'd say the, you know, privacy scandals that came out around data use by either social media platforms or the huge data breach that you hear about, um, you know, you're starting to see some consensus that privacy is important and that in order to sustain kind of this data driven world and economy, uh, or you know, preserve society uh, as well. It's it's essential to kind of put safeguards uh, in place for for companies. Um, so you know, this is definitely I'd say GDPR was only the beginning. Um, so we've kind of seen uh, most of our customers take a, a a more global approach in that sense, uh, and I'd say that kind of can be done in two ways. Um, so first, we saw. Um, you know, enterprises do that after GDPR particularly is to take the most kind of stringent of the regulations that apply to them and just use that as the baseline across their company, so regardless of the region. Um, so for example, you know, GDPR has lots of, of rights that are given to individuals, um, many more than even in some that you would find in other regulation. Uh, and, you know, as a company, you could decide, well, I'll just, I'll just apply this to anyone who asks. Um, that obviously uh, is not, you know, something all businesses are happy or, or comfortable doing. Um, so that kind of takes us to a second way, which um, is to integrate all those requirements from different countries into your kind of one single program. Um, so keeping that example of individuals' rights, that would mean, for example, you know, having a general procedure or workflow internally for how those are going to be managed, and then you can kind of integrate the variables. Uh, for example, uh, the time that you have to respond to someone in, in GDPR, it's a month, and in CCPA, it'd be 45 days. So you kind of incorporate those differences, but within uh, one same process, and that, that that's the approach that we tend to see. Um, that's so interesting to hear you mention, because I've actually seen this firsthand with people I know uh, where it's like, well, we'll just do everything the same. We'll just follow <laughs> yeah. the GDPR worldwide. 
And usually what I've seen is that is a decision that originates in the engineering department because it's the easiest to implement or maybe the legal department because it's perhaps the safest. Um, and then the marketers are like, no, 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 no. I want this capability. I want to personalize. I want to do ads. And so if I don't have those restrictions in this geo, I should, exactly. should hopefully not yeah. do them there. Subscribing everyone doesn't work for, for marketing. Exactly, right? It's interesting to hear you talk about that. I want to dig in a little further, though, particularly around the mistakes people are making here because I think that's fun to always learn. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate email brasco at wmr.fm you are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the b2b marketplace webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from seo to affiliate marketing to social media e-commerce mobile marketing and so much more our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelball. I'm interviewing Benedict from OneTrust about cookies and privacy and what you should be paying attention to to make sure you're uh, following compliance with your cookie use and privacy. And so uh, I wanted to kind of jump back into this. And right before the break, Benedict, you were uh kind of describing how some orgs are basically following the same set of rules globally, perhaps the most restrictive rules to make sure they're compliant. Others break it up by geo. Um, so I'm curious, like, as you see people in the wild rolling out their compliance strategies, and I remember on GDPR launch day, I found a bunch of European sites, uh, EU government sites that weren't compliant. So that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> But what mistakes are you seeing people make or what like common myths do you think people believe that maybe they shouldn't believe? Uh, that, that's, a, that's an amazing question. Uh, I would say my, you know, number one for sure uh, has to do with kind of scope. So, you know, I've been to so many conferences and, and hear 
you know, people say, oh, I have a process data of one year residence or like two, so I have to comply with GDPR. Uh, and and GDPR is extremely broad for sure and has a, a broad reach, uh, but it's it's not that bad. So that's something I've heard many times. Uh, it's definitely good to you know take it seriously um, and to you know take the GDPR principles uh, uh, incorporate them in your program. But but sometimes uh, you know not not every company uh, in the world just because you process a few data about your residents um, that that doesn't subject you to GDPR necessarily. Okay, so then if we think about cookies then for a second, um, are there, like, help me understand, like, what are the restrictions to the use of cookies in Europe? And I know, obviously, the GDPR is a, a big document, big set of legislation or regulations, but help, help us try to understand, like, in Europe in particular, like, what are my restrictions on the use of cookies? Yeah, good. Uh, and good that the GPR is true, does cover cookies, but there is a separate regulation. Um, it's actually a directive at the moment uh, in Europe that, that governs cookies specifically. Uh, it's called e-privacy. Um, so very basically the rules there that you cannot you know, store or retrieve information in terminal equipment of a user, so that covers cookies. Uh, unless the person has given consent, and there are a few exceptions to these, um, such as the you know, technical storage or, or access for the purpose of carrying out the transmission, uh, or what we call the you know, so-called strictly necessary cookies. Uh, so an example of those would be um, you know, the session ID cookies or first-party cookies that help keep track of the you know, user's input when you, when you do add things to your shopping cart, for example. Um, so those are considered strictly necessary and, and you don't need the, the user consent for those. Um, but, you know, uh, otherwise it, it is definitely necessary and, and huge and, and many, sorry, oftentimes, um, you know, companies don't, don't bother to collect this consent and they just drop the cookies when the person land on the website. And that's definitely a, a no-go in Europe. So the, the directive right now is uh, undergoing uh, reform as well. Um, Europe is trying to align um, you know, the requirements of e-privacy with GDPR. They um, wanted to pass this e-privacy regulation um, at the same time GDPR was passed. That did not happen. Uh, just kind of like anything political, it takes much, much more time than we anticipate. Uh, and, and the tax is actually, um, you know, member state at the moment are not uh, able to agree on, on what they want the final tax to look like. Um, so the, the goal of the reform, though, is to um, kind of broaden the, you know, the scope to kind to cover uh, things like over-the-top communication services, which were not covered by the uh, previous but current tax. Um, one interesting point to kind of make here is that, uh, which is not true at the moment, but analytics cookies, which is, um, you know, always, I would say the trickiest portion for, um, you know, website publishers and, and when you have to tell them, well, no, you need to collect the person's consent before you can drop those. Um, you're usually not happy with that, understandably so. Uh, so the new, the reform uh, is considering some type of exemption for analytics. Um, what the exemption will look like is still um, fairly unclear. Um, it's most likely that it will only be for first part party, uh, sorry, uh, analytics cookies, so not third party ones. So the question as to you know, whether Google Analytics will um, be covered by the exception or not is, is still um, being debated and, and probably likely not, but uh, we'll leave that for the future. Um, so 
Let me ask this question real quick. I mean, this is kind of a good under, uh, high level understanding of, you know, all the different restrictions that you might consider as you think about first party cookies and analytics cookies and kind of a good view into how things are changing. But what is the impact of this? I mean, does like, like what's the, what's the, what do you, what happens if you don't do it correct? Does the European cookie monster come to your house and sleep on your couch or like what, what happens? If, if that's what it was, it'd probably come That would be nice, right? More. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, and again, maybe I shouldn't say that, but they're aligning the, the fines in that kind of e-privacy regulation. So in the future, you'll kind of be subject to the same levels of fine as those that you find in GDPR. Um, so it, it's not, I would say it's not to be taken that lightly. Yeah, because I know the GDPR fines uh, ratchet up pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and we've seen a few already. Yeah. So, so they're, they're serious over there. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you know, that, hey, look, there, there's other places in the world that are kind of following suit with Europe. Um, we know, of course, GDPR was an EU-specific regulation. Um, and you mentioned California, for example. But what other geographical hotspots hot are there for privacy or, privacy or regulatory considerations around cookies? Like, what, where else should we be watching for I'm going to say everywhere. Uh, not because, uh, so Europe is kind of unique in that sense because, uh, I mean, I, I don't know actually any other regulations uh, uh, in the world that govern cookies specifically, like the way that Europe does it. Uh, and especially in that, you know, strict uh, sense with that, that consent requirement. Um, that said, um, you know, cookies now in all the you know privacy regulations that are passed are more and more and, and expressly called out as being personal data or personal information, uh, you know, whatever you call it. Um, so that's important because that means that any of those kind of privacy regulations that are passed or that you know your company may be subject to, um, you know, cookies will will be considered personal data and in any of those associated obligations that you may have, so like responding to a person's rights. So if I ask for you to delete my information, well, that will include any cookies that you have about Benedict, for example. Um, so understanding, you know, all the cookies that you have, how you link them to a particular user, um, you know, will be relevant even if even if you don't need consent to drop them, uh, as it's the case in the EU, uh, you'll still need to you know, be on top of that, so to speak, uh, to respond and comply with uh, any privacy regulation. Yeah, I remember when GDPR was about to roll out and, you know, our, our customers, their WP Engine, my friends, even the sites, of course, that we operated were all going through this motion. And it was really eye-opening to see you know, one, the number of cookies used on sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're trying to understand the relationship to those cookies, to things like PII, identifying individuals and the experiences they drove, how to deal with opt-ins and dropping cookies later, even though you might need it right at page load. It was actually very, very complicated. Is that something that you have seen a lot at OneTrust? Oh, uh more oftentimes than not. And it's actually funny working with, you know, customers in general and, and you've seen, I mean, you know, some are very, very organized and they know everything that's on their website, but uh, a lot we've definitely had, you know, funny stories where they're like, oh my God, I, I didn't realize, you know, the scan come, kind of comes out and, you know, like I, I didn't realize we had that many cookies on, on our website. So uh, it's a good exercise to go through if, if you ask me. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a ton of work, but it's important to get it right. Um, do you, have you seen, you know, I know we've, we kind of freak out as webmasters around, you know, the implications of things like fines and so on and so forth. But do you, do you feel like users or people in the EU or otherwise like want this? I mean, obviously their, their lawmakers made the regulation, but like, is it, do you feel like when they go to a site and they see that it's not handling cookies in the right way, that that might even threaten your ability to do business with them? Uh, that's, that's a tricky question. So the just kind of use numbers. The so for that reform for that e-privacy regulation in Europe, they of course you know when they, they did a lot of studies, uh, and and there are some numbers available and uh, in terms of like you know is this what people want and 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 they're definitely doing this in response to um, you know people's feel about their interaction with all those uh, you know services whether it's you know OTT any website in general. Um, so I would say, I would say yes, um, for sure. And, um, I think it's, um, you know, even, even for, for companies in general, I think you want to be careful how you, uh, interact with your users. And, um, you know, even if you may for one or two kind of customers, it, it may not be that important, I think, but I think overall, um, you know, how much tracking you do without kind of giving people the ability to like opt out and not be subject to it um, more more and more I think uh, w will have an impact um, to, to your business. Wow well this is all uh, very complex but thankfully it's good job security for people building websites to unwind all this stuff. Um, I do have more questions I actually want to kind of dig into a little bit around this notion of an anonymized cookie and the impact to all this. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Benedict of OneTrust as she talks about European cookie regulations and all the different things you might consider as you think about keeping your site compliant. Right before the break, Benedict, you were sharing a little bit around your thoughts around people's expectations for how you handle their privacy and how that might Im impact your business if you do it wrong or right. Um, but I wanted to kind of ask a, maybe a little bit of a different question here. Um, during the GDPR rollout, everybody's scrambling to get their cookies compliant. And there was a lot of discussion around this notion of personally identifying. In other words, if I have an anonymized cookie, and you mentioned earlier like the, the cart cookie, like that one you said was, was probably okay. Uh, but do you think that, for example, with GDPR otherwise, that regulations that provide like super strict limitations on the use of anonymized cookies, like go too far? Do you think they're accommodating for that? Like what are your thoughts on, you know, air quote anonymized cookies? Um, so I think, you know, all those, the, those reg privacy regulations in general uh, do consider the, this notion of anonymized data, uh, even kind of pseudonymized uh, data, but um, almost all of them and, and GDPR certainly uh, in Europe, it's almost impossible to kind of demonstrate that it's fully anonymized. Uh, that, that's the response. Uh, and even kind of pseudonymized data, um, which don't necessarily apply to cookies, but uh, you know, even that is considered a good kind of security measures, but definitely not a way to get exempt from uh, all the obligations. What so, does pseudonymized data mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's like, a, I'd say a lesser extent of anonymized. It's not fully, fully anonymized, but some sort of, of of the so I might know like their the IP address, but it might be a shared IP address like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, our job at, at OneTrust for sure is to make sure that companies are able to comply with whatever requirement um, there is around cookies or, or, or privacy in general. Um, and analytics cookies are, you know, definitely a very kind of challenging piece for organizations to give up on as, you know, you, you said a bit earlier, uh, it's very important for businesses, you know, when you have to tell them, well, no, you now have no idea how many visitors are coming or, you know, what kind of, you know, what pages they're visiting or what, what, what word is the most useful for you, et cetera. Uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely tough for the business. Um, again, there, you know, there might be some exemptions in the future. At the moment, um, you know, there's not an analytics, definitely, you know, are not exempt from that consent requirement um, in, in Europe. Um, if you're asking me personally, I, I don't think it's going too far. Um, I think it's definitely forcing companies to um, kind of rethink their approach, uh, which is not something you know you're always happy to do. But um, I think you know, in any case, those regulations are definitely here to stay, and they can be costly. So 
um, you know, it, it should be kind of taken seriously. And, and uh, um, unfortunately, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play too much with the concept of saying, oh, it was anonymized, so it doesn't apply, et cetera, because regulators tend to not uh, share that, that approach. I've not had a ton of experience with regulators, but I've generally found them to not be too technical either. So maybe and, uh, your technical explanation. They, they do. They, they they do have uh, technical people though. Some more and more now too. So, but whether they'll listen to your argument about anonymized cookies, I guess, might be another uh, story, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So uh, last question here. Um, thinking about the future, like what should brands be planning for? What should they be thinking about? What should they be generally doing to ensure they're kind of towing the line on their privacy regulations? Um, so I think, uh, so brands, and I'll say specifically for those who don't have a fairly mature privacy program in place yet, um, or are not you know, necessarily managing their cookies at the moment, uh, I would say they should definitely get started. Uh, or you know, keep working on uh, advancing their program uh, if it if it's already there. And uh, the the reason I'm saying that is, uh, you know, we we've we've said it now several times. Global privacy regulations are only going to increase uh, both in numbers and and probably in how strict they are. Um, and I think it's a good thing because you know, at first, as a as a business, it can seem like all those requirements just go against, uh, you know, business supporting decisions. Like you mentioned marketing, right? In marketing, all you want is uh, as many leads as you can. And you just want to send as many emails as you want. Um, and, and you, with those privacy restrictions, you can't necessarily do that. But then it's, it's about, again, rethinking the approach uh, and think that, okay, but, you know, is that even good for your business to reach out to people who, will be upset by you reaching out or who will not respond to your marketing email uh, in, in any way, you know, whereas where, oh, you got their consent, you know, they're interested. So now maybe it's, it's doing business in a more efficient way. Um, this is a uh, super fantastic stuff, Benedict, and I wish we had more time, but unfortunately we ran out. This was uh, super helpful for me. I know I t learned a ton. I hope everyone listening did too, but just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, David. Awesome. And if you'd like to learn more about what Benedict is up to, you can visit onetrust.com. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.